Welcome back to the Boys and Bullets podcast. We're down here in the barbershop studio. Jarrett, welcome. You're ch- oh, I thought you were checking out the jerseys on the wall. No, I was taking out my gum because otherwise this mic picks up my gum. Oh, I thought you were uh, checking out my wallet. Wall. Yes, you do have a very nice wall of jerseys. I mean, I have my Drogba down here, my favorite jersey of all time, and it just stays down in this And I have museum. also a pile of jerseys over here. What do we got? We got... Um, what can, jersey is that one again? Can, you, can the mic pick up me like ruffling around this? This is um, La Liga team. It is... Oh, God, what is this? I don't even know if they're in La Liga. They are in La Liga. Cause I don't know. They have a La Liga. It has a La Liga thing. And I yeah, but is up. that from last year? Yeah, but I looked it up. They're still in La Liga. And then I got a Spurs jersey. We should probably take a video of all the jerseys because if I brought over my jerseys, I, I have like forty Fenerbahce or fifty jerseys. Jersey. You know, we need to get a drone. We need to get Shimer to bring his jerseys, and then we'll eat in Diego. Probably uh, have over two hundred jerseys at that point, and we can lay them all out in the field. It'd be obnoxious. I got a Colombia jersey. That I picked up when I was in South America. I got Nitty. a Denmark jersey. That I picked that, up. That's Google. Holland. Oh, sorry, Holland. My bad. Don't know my countries. Don't know your countries. I got a uh, Elche jersey. That's another that's, a, that's jersey. I think that's one of your coolest jerseys. That's a cool one. It's a cool one. The green I, and I white. I do like the. I've worn this one out. Like to the club around town. Yeah, to the club. And to then Starbucks. I got a Emelec jersey here. Oh wait, I got another one. The Emelec jersey's nice. What's this one? Oh, this is a this is a Eredivisie. No, that's that's the Denmark team. That's a Denmark jersey. A Danish team, I think. It's a Danish team. It's like a tag on it. I never worn it. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of jerseys. You have, you have like, a collection. You have a like quite collection. the amount. Shout out Away Days if you want away days. a jersey collection like Massachusetts Jeff. company. <laughs> yes. At Away Days. A Commonwealth company. At Away Days if you want to pick up one of their kits. Jerseys. One, one they of do mystery threads. jerseys. They do mystery shorts. They do mystery jackets. Mystery socks. They do some banners. Jeff, you're flags. Ready for the that wasn't beer, everybody. That was too. It's too carbonated for beer. Too carbonated. I guess beer isn't carbonated. It is, but it doesn't have as much carbonation as seltzer. For is sure. this an actual fact, or is this well, your... the beers that I would drink typically? Oh, the or the beers that more like I a, would drink. They have more of like a dull, like diminished opening. It's just kind of like. Do college kids still drink shitty beer, or because there's now so many IPAs everywhere, they're like into IPAs? That's a good question. I feel like, like maybe seniors are into IPAs, but freshmen are still like slamming natty like lights. Bud, yeah, Bud, he- Bud Lights. Anyways, uh, you want to talk about soccer? Well, I mean, there was Champions League today. The a Champions. result that I was not surprised with. I was surprised that Liverpool didn't score more at home. But seeing, yeah, at Anfield, but seeing Villarreal fans, it was kind of like I, I watched the game with Corey McGuire, who's a Liverpool fan. And he was like, I was like, you know, what do you think the halftime talk is going to be? And he was like, honestly, that both teams should continue to do what they do. Because at that time, it was 0-0. Liverpool were playing well, and Villarreal was defending well. And I actually think the Villarreal fans leave Anfield, and they're they're okay with it. 3 nothing is impossible to turn over yeah. against Liverpool. 2 nothing, you get a, you know, you get a counterattack, and then you get a penalty. You know, and maybe you lock it down. I was very surprised, however, at how bad the Villarreal goalie was. I just thought throughout the game he just made not good decisions. And he hardly throughout the entire game actually caught the ball. He was always punching the ball out. <laughs> well, they're not a very good La Liga team. I mean, they're in like eighth place in La Liga, so they're not even finishing in Europe this year. Achi machi. They do have a coach, Mr. Good Ebening. Good evening. Good evening, Unai Emery. Know who, know who started on the bench 
Um, and I was actually kind of bummed that he didn't play, but it makes sense because he's not very good. Jaboy, Serge Aurier. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, Lich also got all the run. Was also played. I think full ninety. I think he played the full game. Yeah, he played fine. He actually looked okay. He was fine. I don't see a way that Liverpool aren't in the final. And if we want to talk about the other game that happened, the four to three Wild Fest, when they go back, Man City. You're has talking about Man City versus Real, Real Madrid. Yes, thank of you. La Liga versus the top team of La Liga versus the top team of the Premier League. Who do you think goes through there? It's, it's going back to the Bernabeu with only a one goal deficit, with no away goals, no home goals. So last time they bullshit. had, they beat Chelsea three to one, and then they only, and then they lost three to two. So they need to, you know, like what I'm saying is, last time in Europe they were at home, they lost by a goal. Now they need to at least win by one goal to force overtime. Do you think they're doing that? Mm, probably not. Unfortunately. I think it really just comes out of Benzema. Yeah, I'm going to root for Real Madrid, which is a weird vibe. Yeah, I'm rooting for Real Madrid, too. Corey was, too. I just, sorry, all you City fans. I don't want that to happen. But I do think if City play Liverpool in the final, it will be out of control. Because City... Another all-English final, by the way. Another all-English final. And City will be in their second back-to-back final. They could also lose this. It's a very big potentiality. I'd question, say they have a bigger chance a to lose this one you. than they did last one. Question for you. Answer. You, you haven't given it yet. I'm going to ask the question. I know what the question is. What's the question? You, I, want to, I want to hear what you think the question is. The question is, if Liverpool and City play, who is the number one player ever? <laughs> no, that's not the, that's a bad, <laughs> that wasn't good. My question for you is, <laughs> sorry. Wasn't, I'm sorry, you're horrible, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. No, do you think that if City lose, or win, I guess, right? You go either way, Pep leaves. That's a very good question. It's much better than my number one player ever comment. I do not know. I mean, he, <laughs> if he doesn't win the Champions League with this City team, I don't know. I look. I just don't know. He hasn't won the Champions League. The last time Pep won the Champions League was in 2011, and yet he people think he's the greatest coach of all time. He was at Barca, had arguably the three best players ever to play like together in a cohort. I mean, they were the top three in a Ballon d'Or voting. I don't think it's ever happened where they've all been on the same team with Iniesta, Xavi, and Messi. And then he goes to Bayern. He's there for a long time wins a bunch of leagues you know it's still the farmers league that it is today with byron just always win the league then he goes to city turn that into a farmers league and just continually wins that league essentially depending obviously liverpool won it and chelsea won it in between that i, I really don't know i mean that is his mandate go win the champions league and at some point if you're a city fan i think you want to win that more than the league because it's like yeah the league's there like yeah. they're gonna it's just between them and it's going to be between them and liverpool for the foreseeable future i don't think chelsea's gonna step to their level and Liverpool yeah. with their buys of, you know, Kanate in the back is super nice. And Luis Diaz, who's just absolute money. I have to think that if he doesn't win it and he's going to have the entire summer of like no international soccer, this is the time for him to step away and start to think about go maybe, after the Brazil job. Maybe rethink things. I don't think he'd take the Brazil. Do you think he'd take the Brazil job before the World Cup? I just don't see Brazil sacking their coach who got them in first in qualifiers. But yeah, maybe, but getting it, them getting in first. Come that, on, that's not like a. a well, it's gonna be. It's always between them and Argentina, and Argentina just won the Copa America and has still have Messi. I mean, 
all things equal. Maybe he steps away and then has a whole summer with Brazil and does all the international friendlies that there's going to be and, you know, a, and just kind of hangs out and rebalances life. I, I, I don't know. If he doesn't win it, though, it's like, dude, you've had team after team after team that have dominated the domestic league go into this intercontinental tournament and he just can't figure it out. Well, I think Liverpool are a better team. I think Liverpool probably are going to win win the Premier League and the Champions League. I, I actually think City are going to win the league, but I think Liverpool will win the Champions League. That's my that's my because I don't think City are going to drop that happens, points. If that happens, that scenario where City, no, 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 flip it. If City win the league and lose the Champions League, that's a failure for them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they're set up. That's a team that's set up to win the Champions League right now. They should beat. They should not. They should tie or beat Real at the Bernabeu. This Real team isn't that amazing. Me, you have Nacho in the back. Carvajal is like God. Carvajal is like an off-brand Aspilicueta, but yeah, worse. Yeah, but City's defense isn't that good. Oh, City's defense isn't great either. Comparably, I, it all things equal. City have to win the Champions League this year. Like this is getting ridiculous. Like they should have won it last year, but Pep just decided to play ten sixes instead of putting Rodri in there to like hold and swing and win balls. If they get to the final, though, I think all the pressure is on City, and Klopp has no pressure. He has zero pressure. He may have already, Klopp may have already won the Carabao Cup by the time they get to the Champions League final, may have won the FA Cup, may have won the league. If he wins those three going up into a potential quadruple, he has zero pressure on him. He's had a great season, and it's all on City. I just think there's so much pressure on City no matter what because they're still at the beginning of the, the, the beginning. They're at the front of the line. They're they're in the head of the league. They have so much pressure on them. It's their league it's their league to lose and I think it's their Champions League to not get to the final at least. If they lose somehow in the Bernabeu, it's going to be scandalous in my opinion. Fair. That's I don't know. This Real Madrid team is weathered. Modric isn't, you know, he's getting older. Casemiro and Cruz, they've had that team together for 8 uh, nine years in the Champions League, those three in the middle, that does not last at that, at that highest level. It's just, you know, they're, they're getting the last they ounces Bale of the, skill. They still out have Bale on the bench. Uh, Mike, uh, let's let's change gears a little bit. I want to ask you about a new format change that they've got proposed uh, in the Champions League. In Champions League. Um, how do you feel about it? I will remind the listeners that it's going to be, uh, their final will stay the same, just a one game. And the semifinal will be one game it'll switch from uh you know home and away to just a one game and those the semifinal and the final will be played out in like basically like eight seven or eight days and so you you the semifinal will play and then like a few days later you'll play the final and it'll i think it'll be in like the same city it's gonna be in the same venue i am totally fine with it for many reasons one i think it respects the players and basically what you'll do is instead of having the semifinals we have right now you're gonna have about five to six weeks away from European football. So you'll have basically mid-April to the end when there's the final or the final week now of Champions League, which will be in the last week of May, first week of June. So you can focus on your club football and your domestic cup trophies like the FA Cup or the, the King's Cup, for example, which just happened actually in Real Madrid lost that. Hilarious. And then I think I love it because then it cuts down. It cuts takes two games. Uh, it's one less game for players, two less games overall. So it's not a money grab. I don't see it as a money grab. I see it as a strategical thing. Like I think it'd be great. They go and they play on a Wednesday, and then they know the winners are going to play on a Sunday. Sunday yeah. And do something like that. Give the players enough time. The families can go, and they. It's like the transition into the break. I actually love the idea. 
I don't think we need a home and away always. And it's just going to be a neutral ground where they'll play. You kind of set up, you know, this. everyone gets the same circumstances type thing. I personally love it. I actually didn't mind the Champions League having knockouts during the COVID and the lockdown. Just a one-off. A lot of people hated it, but I was like, honestly... It's more like a regular tournament. What it does is it gives, for me, it, in my opinion, it gives the chance to the weaker team. Because on any given day, any soccer team could beat another soccer team at the pro professional level. It has happened. It, like it Crazy makes, things have happened. I think the reason why to do it is it makes it more compelling. It makes more people tune in. It so makes you're it more, more likely to mm-hmm. watch. You're more likely to watch that first game or that game, that semifinal game, than watching the semifinal game than the next leg. Because think about it: if a team's already blowing a team out, yeah. you're not going to go tune, tune All in. All the drama happens in the second leg. All the drama ever in Champions League always happens in the second leg because that's normally historically if the, if the games are close. If, if the, the games teams are, close. are close, even if they're not close, the PSG beat yeah, yeah, yeah. Barcelona four nothing. Either way, though, like I, I could see why the organizers would be like, "Well, I, I think we'll maximize like eyes on the games if we just make it a one, one, one semifinal, one final." Like you know, what I, mean? I think it's also if you're looking at it from an economic standpoint, it's better for the venues. They're going to have these teams and fans, if it's in Paris, for example, like the final this year is going to be in Paris, they're going to have teams and fans that will come into Paris, say it's a Wednesday-Sunday split. They're going to come in on Tuesday night, and they're not going to fly until Monday. That is thousands upon thousands upon thousands of euros just being invested in local economy, whether it's hotels and Airbnbs, breakfast places, eateries, restaurants. I think it, it, it makes it more into like a little mini tournament, and that's exactly what they're going for. I am totally on board with it. I think it's great. Other changes that they maybe want to make, like FIFA, I know this is a UEFA thing, but like this is one of the few changes I'm actually kind of cool with, uh, which is not always the case in club soccer, European soccer. Yeah, I don't think that would have gotten, this would have came up if they didn't do what they did during COVID, which there's a lot of, there can be some benefit to only having the one game. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I also think that you don't need 180 minutes to figure out which team is better. I know that there's the home and away component and that's for the fans. You just don't need that much time. I think the one-off is the most true thing because the most brutal game in soccer is the final because anything can happen. I've seen, we've all seen games that happen and you're like, how did that even go that way? Chelsea's won two Champions Leagues where they probably shouldn't have, but we pulled it out. So let's look at the league super quick. What happened this week? Christian Pulisic saved Chelsea, I'll tell you that much, to kind of make the, make our, our imprint on the top three pretty solidified, I'd say. Let me... Oh, well, tomorrow there's a Chelsea game. We are on match day... Good God. Match day 35, and we just finished match day 34. Anything of note from this match day? Arsenal beat United. United are dog shit. United, okay, right. United are dog shit, something we already knew. Brentford tied Tottenham, which isn't a bad result for you guys. Burnley beats Wolves. Yes. Without Sean Dyche. I mean... It's getting ridiculous. Liverpool beat Everton, and from the first whistle, it was embarrassing because Everton were just dark arts the entire time, throwing themselves in the ground. And honestly, I felt bad for Franklin because he has to go put his neck out for Richarlson, who is just flying. Like Richarlson basically brought a beach towel, put it down, and just was laying on it the entire game. Yeah, I don't know how he starts for this for that Brazilian team because he's not good. I mean, I do. Great. They love divers. Oh, they love divers. That's true. Well, I just hope that, that Neymar doesn't even play. That's like my my go-to. And so who said it? I think John Scheimer said today, he said the Brazilian national team is just so stacked and he's so right. They are freakishly stacked right now. 
And if Neymar allegedly is showing up to PSG practices like intoxicated or hungover to a point where like he smells like alcohol, he's just not the guy. And honestly, they play better without him. They play a more fluid game without him. I, well, I don't know. Do you want to talk anything else? Like, this week was kind of me. Well, we, I mean, it solidified that it went from a 50-50 chance for Everton to get relegated to like an 80% chance. I think you tweeted like 70%, but I'm more like in the... In the 80s now It's pretty bad It's pretty dark It's super dark It's super dark I think Let's look at the bottom of the table So Everton Now have on 29 points On 32 games Burnley Well they have a game in hand On Burnley's Burnley have played 33 games And have 31 points But Everton's last We're just gonna remind Remind the people at home Everton's last Four or five games here Or six games Are brutal Everton's last six games Are Once I get to the thing Six they have six games left. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they have a bunch of makeups. They play Chelsea, Leicester, Watford, who's battling for relegation with them, Brentford, which is a brutal team to play right now, Crystal Palace, not fun, and that game is going to be at Goodison, so at least it's not at Sellers. Then they play Arsenal on the last day, where Arsenal could be trying to get in top four on the last day, and Everton could be trying to stay in the Premier League. That game... May be on the last day one of the more fascinating games to watch. You have the relegation in the top four battle. Other than, you know, a City Liverpool split screen, if you want to be looking at that to see who wins the league. But let's just, you want to just look at week 35? Nothing really, week 34 was kind of me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just kind of whatever. Me. All right, week 35, Saturday. Newcastle, Liverpool. I do not see a way that Liverpool and City drop points for the rest of the season. If they do, it'll be a surprise tie. Yeah, just a tie. Just a tie. And a City tie, that would be phenomenal. Just to just spice it up. Yeah, I could see City tying. I don't see Liverpool tying. No, Liverpool are on a free... Liverpool... Mane's back. Salah, Salah. Luis Diaz. Oh, God. He's so good. I got Liverpool 2-0 on this, and I didn't even see if it's that... It's that same, James. I still got Liverpool 2-0. Agree. Next game is Wolves-Brighton. This is going to be a pretty good game. Brighton's in 11th. Wolves is in 8th. Wolves is playing pretty well. I was surprised that Wolves lost to Burnley, to be fair. I'm going to go with Brighton on this because I went low Wolves over Burnley and I was very wrong. I'm going to go Brighton on this. Do you want to know? Nope. The goals got this. It's that Molyneux too. Next game is Southampton versus Crystal Palace. This is kind of one of those games where neither of these teams are going to be relegated. So it's just kind of like, same thing with Wolves and Brighton. We're starting to get to the end of the season where maybe we don't even focus on these games. What do you think? They're just non-consequential at this point. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Okay, on to the next. Sorry, uh, Southampton and Crystal Palace fans. Next game is of consequence. It is Watford and Burnley. You're not sorry. I'm not sorry. That's fine. Next game is Watford (laughs) and Burnley. Oh, yeah. Vicarage Road, so Watford will be home. Watford's trash. Burnley will got this. Burnley got this. Watford is in 19th on 22. Yeah, they're basically relegated. So the only thing they could do is spoil Burnley, but... I, you know, Burnley away. Burnley get a. If, let me say, if Burnley score first, they win. That's my thing because they're just going to stack human bodies in the goal. Sure. Yeah. I, I still think they're just going to outplay Watford. They're trash. Next game is Aston Villa Norwich City. This game is interesting because Aston Villa can still get into Europe, even if it's Europa Conference League. The game will be played at Villa Park. I think Villa win this. I think Villa need to win this. I'm going to go Villa one nothing. Not really like exciting, but yeah, I think two to one Villa. So the next game is Jesse Marsh. If you saw his interview, he was saying that they're going to go out against City. 
Uh, and they're going to obviously try to win. I mean, they're not going to sit there and just like sit back. They're going to go for it. So Leeds versus Man City. I would love personally. It's at Ellen. So that's, I guess, good. I mean, playing the empty hot isn't that difficult, I guess. But they're at Ellen Road. And I would love to see Jesse Marsh allow the Fenway group to win the Premier League. Okay. Very American. Some very American vibes. I, I don't. I only outcome I can see that would be positive for Leeds is like a draw. So maybe two two. I'm hoping for. I'm just thinking a draw. Two two draw would be. It's the twelve thirty. It's the last game. Twelve thirty Eastern time. It's the last game on Saturday. That would be. It's probably the only game I'm going to watch on the Saturday. Yeah, probably same here. The next day Sunday we have Everton Chelsea. Everton, actually, Chelsea plays Man United tomorrow for Week 27. We had to play because we had an FA Cup stuff or something. So we play United tomorrow, which is that's good for you as a Tottenham fan and Arsenal fans because you want us to tie. So we all drop points. Yes, we would like a tie out of that one. I think Chelsea will beat Man United tomorrow, obviously, because they're garbage. But they play Everton on Sunday. And by the time they play, Norwich will have played, Watford will have played, and Burnley will have played. So Everton will know how dire it is for them to get points. Obviously, they want to get any points they can. This game is played at Goodison. I dislike Goodison. We have not played there well, in my opinion, in the last couple of years, even if we won the game. We'll be playing against Franklin Lampard. What do you think on this game? Is there a way Chelsea drop points? Yeah, there's always a way Chelsea drop points if they, if they start Lukaku. Oh, my God, dude. You know what he started the other day? against West Ham. It was the first time he had started a game since February. It was literally two months to the day. He didn't start against West Ham. He did start against West Ham. He was dog shit. No, you guys beat West Ham. No, you guys... T- we beat them, but he started and we were dog shit. And then, I don't think he's... He didn't start. He started against Arsenal. No, he started the previous game where we lost. Oh, did he start against Arsenal? I think so. Oh, maybe he didn't start. He didn't start. You're right, he didn't start. But anyway, when we brought Pulisic in, he saved the day. If Lukaku starts, which I sincerely hope doesn't happen, however, Lukaku did play for Everton and he was comfortable in that stadium. Maybe I'm just hoping Tuchel doesn't play Lukaku for the rest of the season. But Chelsea have once again screwed ourselves because we have this $100 billion asset that is so useless. He might get like three touches. The kickoff, uh, he'll, pat, he'll receive the ball and then lose it, and then like maybe a sideways pass. I feel like you're referencing... The ridiculous stat that from came Alan. from Alan. We had like three touches, and one of them was the pass back. I'm finding it right now, just so I can make sure. Yeah, that's how bad Everton are. It said Everton's Alan completed one successful pass in 73 minutes against Liverpool. It was from kickoff. That's how much he's a holding midfielder. He should be winning the ball every once in a while and making a pass to can keep control. I mean, that is how bad it was. Literally a clinic. So I got Chelsea winning this. I'm excited for it. The next game. Tottenham Leicester. These actually these games, first time in many moons that our teams play at the exact same time. So Tottenham Leicester is going to be a better game than I think I'm thinking, but it's going to be at you're at home. So is there a way you? I'm thinking you you beat Leicester though, especially because Leicester have to play a Conference League game midweek. Yeah, on that Thursday, this Thursday, tomorrow, tomorrow, We're recording yeah. Wednesday. And I don't I don't have a. I don't think that Leicester are very good. I mean, they've been without Vardy all season, missing his goals, and that just that's where they are. They're missing 15 goals from Vardy to be 
to put them into sixth or fifth or battling for that position where United are, you know? If they don't have a goal scorer, they just, they can't, they, Madison only can do so much and he's been injured too. And Barnes is good, but like, meh. And then. They had Barnes, Tillemans, Madison, Vardy. They yeah, had but, some guys, but, but they're Madison just not there. keeps that whole midfield going and he's been like in and out of the, the lineup. Yeah, okay. And so, yeah. They're just not a very solid team. And like their defense has been poor, and let, give they give up a lot of goals. I I just don't see Spurs giving up a goal. I could see them winning probably one nothing, hopefully two nothing. But we'll I, I'm see. thinking Sunday is is a big thing for top four for you. Yeah, Chelsea every game is for the rest of the season. Every game is, but this game especially just this Sunday morning because Chelsea will play. I think we'll win. Then I think you'll you're gonna beat Leicester at home. Then the next game which is probably going to be one of the games of the week if I had to pick West Ham Arsenal and it's at London Stadium. So West Ham will be home. They've come off this loss where they played decently well. They really never threatened Chelsea, whatever. I think it would be sweet if West Ham could beat Arsenal. It's a rare time when I root for West Ham, but right now we both want Chelsea and Tottenham to win and then West Ham to beat Arsenal. I think Arsenal are going to get lucky again. They're going to West Ham have to play a, a Europa League game that they desperately want to win. Because they want to get, you know, they want to be in that final. That'd be great for them to win a trophy. You know, that'd be crazy if West Ham won the freaking Europa League and we're in the Champions League next year. I mean, that'd be unbelievable for David Moyes. But either way, I think that Chelsea, I mean, sorry, I think that Arsenal are going to get lucky with a beleaguered West Ham team again, and they're going to get a victory. It's unbelievable the luck they have with these, these last like six or nine points that they've had. A Chelsea team that played. A, like literally just put sent out a B team and then they played last week against who they beat I don't know they beat somebody last week that it just oh United who are who just have been crumbling a Ronaldo list United no he no I, was it Ronaldo no, yeah, was that the week he wasn't playing no he, he was playing did he, he play scored a goal. he did play sorry I was thinking of, thinking of the Liverpool he week. scored a goal but like United's defense has gone from like okay to like absolute dog shit like Harry Maguire is a shell of himself. They got Lindelof back there. They've got like we like talk Lindelof about it every week. Is like a frozen character. Eric, they don't even play Eric by it because he's so bad. They've got Wambasaka who like can't defend. He's like I don't know even think he's a defender, a real defender. He's a Jedi. Obi Wan Wambasaka. Wambasaka. He's so brutal. Luke Shaw has been MIA. I think he's dead. <laughs> I don't know what dude, I actually think. I think for Luke all you Shaw Star Wars died, fans, dude. I think United's back line is Obi Wan Wambasaka. Luke Skywalker Shaw. <laughs> I got to think of something for uh, Harry Maguire. Harry the... Well, I mean, it could be like Harrison Ford. Like, it could be like a Han Solo situation. Oh, Harry Han Solo. <laughs> and then who's Lindelof? Lindelof... Princess Leia. Le- Le- Leia, dude. Princess Lindelof Leia. That go. is honestly United's vibe. And then De Gea would be Yoda. Oh, I was going to say Chewbacca. <laughs> You're going to say Chewbacca? Uh, that's Chewbacca. a vibe, too. That's a vibe, too. He's tall. He is tall. Tall-ish. Yeah, he's tall. He's a, what's he, like, 6'5"? He's a big guy. Yeah. NBA. So, anyway, I think Arsenal have had some luck in this last these last couple games. Well, if Arsenal win, Chelsea win, and Tottenham win, very Nothing likely changes. scenario. Nothing changes, <laughs> Nothing and the changes. top four continues to be contested. If any of those teams... I just hope Arsenal tie. I don't know how it happens. I don't know if Ronaldo pulls the rabbit out of his hat and scores like nine goals. <laughs> I don't know, but just a tie. How Ronaldo? They're playing West Ham. 
Oh, sorry, West Ham. I mean, if Ronaldo sorry, got a trade sorry, to West Ham, and I didn't know. I'm Woo! not paying I attention. That. I can have to edit that one out. No, keep that in. Deep lore. That's a good one. That's deep lore. I haven't been drinking or smoking or anything. That's just straight. That's stone cold sober, folks. Well, when you're sober, it's weird. It's weird. It's, weird. <laughs> it's a whole different vibe. Anyway, West Ham. I think so. Do you think Antonio and like all like Dec- they, they were saving Declan Rice for uh, saving Declan Rice for for Europa is League? Is that a Spielberg movie about a World War II where <laughs> Declan Rice is, <laughs> and his brothers are marooned behind enemy lines in France post D Day, nineteen forty four? Someone photoshopped Declan Rice's face. On you know, the, I, uh, love Ryan, uh, I love World War Two. I love World War Two. You love it, like you love the like all. Like the vibe of it, or like, <laughs> like you make what? It sound like You're a like, club. You love like, really the love Nazis. World War II. It's the good. Nazis, all the it, death. What did you love about it? No, it's I mean the like Nazis and the Holocaust, thing. and you know the killing of twelve million people between gypsies and Jews is pretty horrible. I'm just saying, I think World War II was our finest moment as American oh, as holding like the, passports. Yeah, American we, citizens holding passports. We were like, that's we could be proud to be because we like saved. Well, we saved Declan Rice. We sent in Americans to go save the little Brit, (laughs) Declan, because he had lost all his other brothers, David, Bobby, and Ricky. Because Declan didn't start this past week. Against Chelsea? No, he didn't start. I guess, well, I, honestly, they're probably, David Moyes probably got him in some, like, you know, I don't know if you've seen the movie. <laughs> Cryogenic chamber. Yeah, I, don't see, I don't know if you've seen the movie Cocoon. <laughs> He's got him in a cocoon. He's going to wake him up on Wednesday night. All right, Declan, get out there. <laughs> I need this fucking cup. He just rolls out. <laughs> de- 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 de. There's no home and away in that. You know, David Moyes is the guy who's like, I think he's worth 150 million. Oh, that's right. Yeah. David Moyes is honestly. You saw, I'll never make the mistake again. I'm never selling Declan Rice, ever. (laughs) David Moyes values Declan Rice the way Dr. Evil (laughs) valued his company when he woke up from cryogenic freeze and forgot. One million dollars. Uh, Sir, that's not that uh, much. Sir, Omnicore alone makes more than nine million a quarter. (laughs) Oh, oh. What is hundred million dollars? They're all like, they're all like uh, that's not that much. <laughs> and I think it's just like hundred billion. I mean, he pulls out a number where it wasn't even in the M two money supply at the time. It was is a physical impossibility. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, back to the world. Uh, if I I think I don't think I, Arsenal should win this game. My money would be Arsenal winning this game. My heart is Arsenal drops points because I can't believe. Arsenal drop points to three dog shit teams, and then they beat United and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. If you're an Arsenal fan, I. But you better go play the lottery or something, because like, yeah, dude, like, rub your horseshoes. You've been rubbing your horseshoes together, or some dude, shit, they're, dude. They're all like alcoholics playing Keno, just hoping. You're like, well, what, what's it gonna be this week? <laughs> it's weird too because they like they don't even start Martinelli. Uh, they party's hurt. Uh, who else is hurt? One of the other it sounds like such a bad thing for your club when the party is hurt. You know, like a party. We don't even have a party. Like, like that's how depressing this is. Mm, what? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, people. This is not the 420 episode. We're saving that for the depths of summer when there's zero international football happening. Yeah, it's not even going to be about soccer. It's just going to be about all the strains they'll be smoking. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to go to the local dispensary and buy probably $300 of chocolates. I was reading some article about how like the it like it was like a, grading the cannabis in Massachusetts. Like, is it actually good comparably? 
Like, it's is, good compared to, like, the old, like, swag we used to smoke in, like, middle school. I mean, yeah, it's good compared to oregano. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I used to, I used to have to, like, pick the seeds out and shit. <laughs> no sticks, no seeds, no stamps. <laughs> Anyways, back to football. But, like, no, I did read that it's, like, there's a, it's debatable whether it's that good. And, like, what, are we, why are we paying so much? Oh, because it's tax Massachusetts. You walk outside, you pay yeah, a billion dollars. Yeah, but it's not even dollars. that good. It's, like, one grade above swag, baby. Mm, it's a little bit higher than that. The last game of the week is on Monday. United will play Brentford. Oh, oh, Brentford's got this baby. Where's Brentford? Oh, they're at the uh, the city of the uh, Theater of Horrors, aka the Theater of Dreams, Old Trafford. I think United pulled this out, dude. <laughs> no, United are not that good. You don't think they pulled this out? No, Christian Eriksen. I'm th- Christian Eriksen's going to score. He's been looking really nice. Uh, maybe like a. Like I am a free kick so goal. surprised that he. Okay, so like. In the past, I've said that he'll never play again because I didn't think the liability a club would take it on. Obviously, he signed all these NDAs, so if he dies, the club's like, well, that sucks. But I also said Raul Jimenez would never come back, and he's come back, but he's a shell of himself. I don't know. I'm just... These, like, career-ending injuries or happenings, I guess, with Erickson, I'm just always surprised at, like, you know, yeah, how people bounce back. it wasn't injury, back. though. Like, he didn't crack his skull open. Like... Yeah, but it was his heart. Yeah. Get... Right. Well, humans die either because of brain or heart issue. I mean, no, but like, he's fine. Anyway, you think Brentford's going to win? I think United's going to win. Well, we agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Let's look very, very quickly, and then I have a big announcement, Jeffrey, that I've already told you about. Let's look very quickly at the fantasy, the Fantasia. Um, I've stopped. I've stopped. Um, God, I'm down to 11th again. I just live in the. Oh, no. Ozatik. Oh, man. God, what a week. He's up over Mitch in first place by 16 points now. I mean, he is just... The th- so here, here's, here's his cheat code, right? He's got Robertson and Alexander-Arnold on his team in defense, which is super smart because both those dudes just rack up points. And he also had De Bruyne on a captain. But he had Chris Wood up top who had zero points, and he still scored the highest this week, which is incredible. I mean... Anyway, Oz is probably going to win fantasy. The announcement I want to make is in Beverly, Massachusetts, where we are recording, there is a Mexican restaurant called Acapulco's. Some know it as Pulco's. I went by there today and I watched the Liverpool-Villarreal game. And I talked to their owner, Francisco, very nice man. And we are reserving a room there that will hold about 80 people. And we're getting a very big projector. And all are welcome to join us on November 25th. November 25th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time in the year of our Lord, 2022, we play England in the World Cup. This will be our second group match game. And depending upon what happens in our first group match game, we may need to take all three points. So we're reserving a room. People can come. I don't know how much the food and the drink will be. We'll figure that out. But... There'll be margaritas. It's a Mexican place, so margaritas, cervezas, chips, chips, mas chips, chips, mas chips, and there can only be eighty people. So if you hear this and you want to be in, and you're local or you're going to fly in, because obviously Mitch, I know Mitch wants to come up from Florida for sure. If you want to come up and rep with the boys and balls, we are going to be watching the game. We're probably going to be there. I'm going to be there all morning because Ecuador plays Holland at eleven, and then. We play England at 2, two o'clock in the afternoon. So somewhere in there is going to be lunch, good times, families, everyone is welcome. 
It's around Thanksgiving time. It's the Friday of Thanksgiving, so it's Black Friday. So if you know somebody wants to go out and shop that day, let them go. Come watch the game with us. If you want to go watch the game, though, I will ask that you DM us or you reach out to us if you have one of our numbers because 80 people sounds like a lot, but Jeff and I are going to invite all of our high school friends and their families and 80 people is probably going to get snatched up quite quick, but it's like, look, the World Cup is never in the fall. My entire life, it's been in the summer, and we have this rare opportunity, so after you celebrate Turkey Day with your family, come be with us. It's going to be amazing. Hair We're of the dog. Very excited. Hair of the dog. Hair of the dog. You can show up early. Maybe we'll show up early. We'll get Bloody Marys in the morning. Mm. margarita through the day there we go i will be taking an uber there or i will be walking i'm gonna walk for my because house. if we beat england i told francisco i'm like i'm burning your house i'm burning the, i'm burning the building down i'll be i'll, I'll go through the roof just through it'll the be roof. unbelievable it'll be unbelievable because i i'm gonna put i'm putting a hundred dollar hairs that we beat england no matter what i like it i like that bet it's, uh it's called patriotism I, what, I, what i would like is somebody to help us uh make these bets I, i'm not sure if it's legal but I, we can't bet here in Massachusetts. Oh, I'll just bet against a fan. I'll find somebody. There's people that think that England are going to wipe us off the face of the earth. Oh. Alex Yabgo and I need to make a bet soon, too. Uh, I think, actually, we're going to bet on that match. Maybe I'll make it with Alex if he's listening. But anyways. No, I want, like, a betting site. I need, like, a betting site, guys. We'll, so, we'll, we'll create one on Web3, NFTs only. Okay. So, okay. November 25th, please reach out. Because I'm going to start to make the list, and once we fill that list up, I think we can fit actually more than 80. 80 is just for seating, because Francisco's like, we can open up this other door and like have you know, families that just want to come, and there's going to be an area for kids, so that way you can bring your kids and just kind of like let them be loud. It doesn't matter. You know, we're going to have this, we're going to have the game on a huge screen. So reach out if you want to join us. We're excited to have people there. Like Jeff said, hair of the dog, come hungover, come as you must, come as you may. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Hey, anything to add, Jeff? Uh, I'm trying to think of any uh, interesting stories, interesting happenings. Uh, my daughter played her second soccer game. Um, she should have got a red card because she's very aggressive. And <sighs> she's we had so to. aggressive. Funny story. We were not the big thing about um, Beverly Youth Soccer. Shout out to Edgar DeLeon for organizing it. Props. I hope uh, Edgar comes to see the U.S. game. Yeah. He, we did a Zoom call with all the parents for Beverly Youth Soccer. And he, the big takeaway is don't coach from the sidelines. Don't yell at your kid. Don't... Uh, tell them to do anything just kind of sit there clap and be a good be a good uh adult well my daughter is bodying little four-year-olds off the ball and like falling over and doing a neymar richarlson uh like pretend injury uh spiel and i'm tr- like i'm hold- jenna and i are watching and trying like trying to hold back and saying nora like don't do that but you're not supposed to coach you're supposed to kind of let the coaches do their thing where the coaches are new and like not like you know they, they're inexperienced as well and they don't want to tell the kids so they're kind of so we had to email the coach uh sunday or whatever it was a couple days after and just say look nora is a pretty aggressive and doing not the right things uh please if you need to like tell her like not to do that that's totally cool we're okay with that like and um the response was you know very tactful like he was like yeah she's really a good and aggressive and she's doing the right things and if she gets out of hand we'll tell her but but you could tell that he was just like you know so i might have to become a, that, the, the moral of the story is i might have to become a coach i feel like the bola should take over the techni- technical direction <laughs> we'll show up all black scream at the kids wind sprints for the four-year-olds <laughs> nora's nora is a mix of like gattuso and messy 
she scores all the goals and she has the craziest tackles too. Yeah. She's here's the thing like women, uh, girls, like I said I should say girls up until like 14 up until puberty hits are so much more like in tune with their bodies and athletic than men when it comes to soccer especially. Then puberty will happen and hips happen and you know things slow down a little bit like this you know the biology kicks a little bit, but Nora is going to be dominant over everybody for a long time. She's so good. She's very good. And She's like Ezra, really good. Ezra's just Ezra. We brought the boys mistakenly to the game uh, again. We won't do that next week. But um, Ezra is really into soccer. He really loves. Uh, He's very dribbling. good. Yeah. He got really angry, uh, and just started screaming for the last ten minutes because all he wanted to do was run out in the field, all the fields, wherever we brought him, and just start kicking the ball around. He's uh, he may be the the the, the player. He may be the one. He's the one who's going to retire you and Jenna when he's playing in the Premier League. Owen may be like into... Um, Fortnite? Uh, yeah, maybe Fortnite. <laughs> maybe bowling. Dude, if you got sick at bowling, that'd be pretty litty. Would be. My, my respects. Big ball, little ball, candle pin? Big ball. Big ball. Well, uh, we're now talking about Just Family Life, so uh, I'm going to hit it with the old ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Boys and Bolos podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Twitch, at Boys and Bolos. If you'd like to be a guest, please reach out. You can hit us on any of the social media accounts that Jeff just mentioned, or email us directly at boysandbolos at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.